Welcome to another episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Horstman, and my prayer for you is that the Lord would be pleased to bless this show and use it to provide you as a Christian parent with gospel-centered, grace-driven ideas and encouragement for shepherding your children's hearts and cultivating your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. All right, friends, welcome back to today's episode. Uh, today with me, I have uh, Jeremy Kluth from Scripture Alive. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, Jeremy, he's a, an actor, speaker, author, the founder of uh, Scripture Alive Ministries, which seeks to uh, engage people with the, the word of truth to impact uh, you know people's lives. He combines over a decade of acting experience and biblical training from Moody Bible Institute and brings the Bible to life through dramatic solo scripture presentations, um, which are comprised entirely of scripture and include whole chapters and stories from 15 books of the Bible. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> so he also works on staff at uh, Moody Bible Institute, serving the donors of uh, Moody's Ministries and lives in the western suburbs of Chicago. Uh, but he has ministered nationally and internationally, presenting God's word live at camps, chapels, conferences, and churches for audiences both large and small. Um, so one thing I just love is that he's really passionate about inspiring people to be doers of the word, not just hearers. That's why he leads Bible memory workshops to equip people to effectively store up God's word in their hearts. Uh, as, you know, and he also does guest preaching for churches and camps with practical messages to help people live out their faith. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, so today, though, we're going to be talking about memorizing scripture with power. And there's a little bit of a, a play on words there because that there's an acronym there in power. And we're going to we're going to get to that here in just a few minutes. But um you know, this is this is something you're going to want to listen to if you know you might struggle to memorize scripture, if uh, maybe the Bible feels dry or distant to you. Um, so, you know, whether you're a seasoned memorizer or just starting out, uh, we're really hoping that this this uh, episode will reinvigorate your love for the power of God's living word. So, welcome to the show, Jeremy. How are you doing this morning? Hey, Christian, uh, appreciate you having me over here. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, you know, staying warm. Uh, you got the Quad <laughs> Cities. I got Chicago. We had went yep. some negative degree weather, but uh, yep. you know, yep. thank God for for warm homes. So, <laughs> Amen, Amen, for sure, for sure. So, yeah. Well, I'm just gonna kind of get get right into the the meat of our program here and uh, just jump right in. So, I guess my first question for you today is: Why is memorizing and meditating on Scripture so important, um, especially for you know professing believers? Yeah, it's such a it's such a good question, you know, because, um, you know, in my my book, uh, Power to Remember, you know, I talk about the reality that, you know, for 1500 years of Christian life, you know, scripture memory was just a way of life because they didn't have access to personal Bibles and they didn't, you know, have that where they could just access at any time on their phone or something like that. And so scripture memory is is something that has transformed uh, Christians lives throughout the, the millennia. Um, you know, and yet now, because we have it at our fingertips, uh, it, we, we, we have a shorter attention spans, uh, we, we forget things more quickly. And so I think it's like, it's already been the heritage of Christians, right? So I think looking back, right, think about Hebrews 12, one through two, right, you know, that that cloud of witnesses, right, you know, that are surrounding you, it's like, that's what they did. And so I think it's more vital, even this day and age, where you know, we can just look up information overload uh, these days and how much more uh, precious and uh, amazing would it be to have more of God's word stored up in our hearts. Um, and I think it really can, and, uh, you know, help us in our spiritual warfare, right? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Um, we really wrestle against the spiritual forces of, of evil and darkness. And so Satan hates that when, when, when we memorize scripture. And so to have it in our hearts 
um, you know, for different reasons, you know, I, I, in my book and I can share as well, just different reasons why to memorize scripture, but it's like having that there ready in your heart, as opposed to, you know, on your phone or on, on your bookshelf, right. Um, to have that access is so, so vital. And it really is your weapon, right? Because we know that the, uh, the uh, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God is the only offensive weapon of the armor of God. And yeah. so, um, it's just incredible, uh, thing when you can have that ready and accessible, um, you know, for all different variants of life, whether it's through trials, uh, through temptations, um, or just having that comfort of knowing how much God loves you is an amazing thing. Right, right. No, I love that. Yeah, I, I think too, yeah, you know, I, I always uh, remember, I think it might have been you, I've heard you say this before, but, you know, yeah, for, you know, up, up till the printing press and, you know, even then, you know, things were, were, it was a long time before most people had access to, you know, books of any kind, let alone the Bible. Um, but yeah, most of, uh, you know, biblical teaching was done, you know, through hearing and, uh, you know, it being read to the common people, right. Because, you know, they didn't have that, that access to it. So definitely something I think we often take for granted. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm guilty. I, I have, you know, several Bibles in my, my office and, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we just, we just take it for granted. Oh, you know, I got, you know, five, 10 copies of it laying around. Um, but that, yeah. that's not a privilege that everyone has always had. Um, right. still not a privilege everyone has, you know, even today in uh, all parts of the world. So, yeah. So I mentioned you, uh, your ministry, you do like dramatic presentations of, of scripture passages and help bring it to life. So tell us a little bit about how you got into doing that um, and why and what do you like most about doing it? Well, I love uh, I love the fact that, you know, God knows exactly how he created it. He created us. Right. He designed us. And, you know, like, you know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I believe when it says that in Psalm 37, it's talking about it's God crafted desires, right? It's it's aligning with his will. Um, and so it's kind of cool. Like he knows what our passions are. He knows how he wired us. And so I love when he can mix together things that we end up loving just because of our delight in him. Uh, and so for me, scripture memory, uh, I started loving when I was 13 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, part of my story is my mom passed away from breast cancer when I was 13. And so that's what actually led me to run to God's word and to store it up in my heart for healing and comfort uh, when my brother and sister were turning away from the Lord. So scripture memory has been entrenched deeply into my heart for half of my life. And so I love that. And then I got into theater when I was in high school on 17. I did Footloose the Musical. I did Romeo and Juliet and did all these different plays. And I just love that dramatic aspect and, and being a character and bringing stories to life and things like that. But it was, uh, so those were my two favorite things going into college. And then when I went at Moody, uh, they, act, you know, you'd think it'd be obvious that I, you know, that, oh, you can put these things together, but it wasn't <laughs> until a professor at Moody taught me oral interpretation, which is literally just taking the word for word text of scripture you're, and then you you memorize it, but then you you study it like you would like a play, you know, or a certain character, and you look at the motivations, you look at the you know the different characters, you look at the the pace and the the narration, you look at the te you know the tense, you know the the stakes, and then you see how can I best bring this to life, and so it's combining scripture memory uh, and uh, and theater, you know, drama in that way, and it's like these are my two favorite things in the world. It's like I want to do this the rest <laughs> of my life, you know, right. <laughs> and the fact that. I'm not short for content, right? You know, there, there's never, mm -hmm. uh, there's a plethora of stories and characters uh, that you can dive to in scripture. So mm -hmm. I started doing that at Moody, started Scripture Alive as my internship for Moody uh, the semester before, or the last semester at Moody um, when I graduated. And now I've been doing it for the last, uh, last three, or actually four years now. Wow. I love that. So what's your favorite uh, passage that you uh, present to people? 
I love uh, Daniel is definitely one of my favorite uh, favorite characters, favorite books. Right. Uh, Daniel three Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is is always just a classic one. I think right. it's it's a lot of fun uh, to be able to do. Um, I do like Elijah and the Prophets of Baal because it's probably you know next to David and Goliath, it's probably like <laughs> the most intense. However, right. it does it is as intense like it takes out the most out of me. So like. When I do workshops, I'll like at the end of my scripture memory workshops, I'll say, okay, now you guys get to choose what performance I do. You know, one story. Do you want Daniel in the lion's den? Do you want, you know, uh, Peter and John heal a layman? Do you want, you know, Paul and Silas in prison? It's right. like, like without like fail, it's like eight out of 10 times it's Elijah and the prophets of Baal. I'm like, <laughs> why do I do that to myself? I know that I'm going to like be dead tired. My voice is going to be gone by the end of it, but you know, right. you got to get what the people want. So, right, right. You got to stop offering that option then maybe. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I'm, I do need to do that. I need to like cycle them so that right. I can like have a chance to kind of freshen yeah. up and do yeah. all the different ones. So it's like, okay, there's only three options. I'm not going to give right. you the 10 options that I have. Here's three options. And then right. here you go. So I think I'm going right. to change that. for next. Time. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So t let's talk a little bit about uh, how does memorizing scripture, how does that equip us spiritually? You know, you mentioned uh, the yeah. sword of the spirit being, you know, the word of God, and that's our offensive weapon. Right. So and, right. yeah, talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does equip us. And, um, you know, a Bible memory goal is a great, great YouTube channel. Josh Summers, the one who leads it, he interviewed me a couple of years ago. And uh, there was an interview that he had about uh, with this one lady who talked about, you know, I forget what the phrasing was, but it was, but it was basically, for, you know, building the boat, building the boat before the storm. Um, and it talked about this aspect of how, uh, you know, this, you know, this woman had not memorized scripture a lot, but then she just felt like, just felt the sense from the Lord that she needed to start to memorize scripture. And then it ended up, she, she got cancer diagnosis. I, I think I don't quote me on that, but I think she ended up getting something like six months later. And she said the, the resource, the treasure trove of scripture she had in her heart helped her for that storm of going through those trials, Right. Right. To know right. the truths of scripture. Right. Because when we're going through trials, when we're tempted, it is so easy to listen to the voice of the enemy. It's so easy to listen to the lies. And it's like you might think, well, scripture memory, I've been doing it for the last few months and I haven't had any impact. But, you know, or it hasn't any impact or I haven't felt like there's any been any reason. But it's like having that now is going to prepare you in the future. And it's like right. equipping you spiritually to say, yeah, maybe it doesn't seem like it now. But as we know, as Isaiah 55, uh, 10 or 11 says, his word never comes back void. Um, right. And so knowing that it will fulfill the, the purpose that God has for it. And so I would say that's one of the ways that it, it equips us spiritually is that it's something that it's so deep because it's literally living and active. Uh, the word of God, it's more powerful than any poem you could memorize, any any play you can memorize, any essay you can memorize, right? It is the word of God, which, as we know, in uh, Matthew 24, 35, it says, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. So when you have eternal words of God in your heart, that does something to you, even if that comes six months later or five years later, right? When you have something memorized, scripture, that will not be wasted. Even if you forget the word for word, right? You know, even if you don't retain it, even though I, right. I preach the importance of review, is that that could be something that you've had the joy and blessing of storing that up in your heart. And it could be 10 years later that you're like, you may, may not know the word for word, but you're like, you remember the value, you remember the meaning of that scripture and that can help you through that. So that's just one of the reasons why I think it equips us spiritually. Right, right. No, I love that. Yeah, and, and I think about that too. Sometimes, you know, people are like, well, 
you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, we're re actually retaining it in my memory. Um, but then, then I always think like, you know, word of God is kind of like water, you know, washing through our mind, you know, at least it's keeping it clean and, uh, yeah. you know, it's better to, better to at least have that, that, uh, focus and that intention, you know, of, of working towards that goal, even if you don't retain it word for word, um, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a, it's a good resource kind of like you're saying, and you never know when it's going to come, uh, in handy later on down the road either. So, right. Well, and even, uh, I, you know, I think about like, you know, we talked about the 1500 years or so of, of you know, yeah. Christians doing that. Like, right. you know, when people are like, well, I can't get the verse reference. I can't get the address. And I'm like, do you <laughs> yeah. realize for one, those aren't inspired. Those came yeah. like, you know, several hundred years later. Right. So, and then you think about the fact because, you know, the, you know, the, the writers and the apostles, they didn't have it either. So like the writer of Hebrews, whenever he references scripture, he's like, yeah, we're somewhere in the scriptures it says, you know, remember yeah. that one place where it says this, like right. it was like right. they didn't even have the exact reference, but it was because right. the the audience was so familiar with the scripture that they knew exactly what he was talking about. Whereas now I think it's the opposite where it's just like people are like, oh, where is that? You know, with, maybe it's in Romans, maybe it's, you know, and they don't know that. But it's like, can we be so steeped in that, that maybe we don't have it word for word in everything, but that we are in the word of God every single day. That right. that can be like okay, we have a general idea. We know okay, this is what this is talking about in this book and that book. It's just like having that awareness that I think we're just not having now that they had back then. That I think would just be so important to just even to just even meditate as we talked about even before to meditate just as just as much as memorize. Right. No, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. So for someone new who's like starting out, you know, maybe they haven't uh, made scripture memory practice or a habit. So what would be your advice on starting small and, and building a plan? Well, you said it right there, you know, uh, starting small, building a <laughs> building plan, a plan. Right? <laughs> is like, you know, it, you know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day, right? No. They say that, you know, when you run a marathon, you don't run 26 miles and be like, I'm going to do it. It's like, no, you start off with, you know, maybe five minutes of walking and then a one minute run, five minutes of walking, right? You start off small and you, you might do 20 minutes or something. Then you slowly build up, okay, one minute every day or even every week, right? It's the same thing with scripture memory, right? You know, when, when people say, I don't, ha I don't have a good memory. It's like, well, yeah, because you're out of practice, you know, of course you have a bad memory when you're not, when you're not using it. Right. So right, it's the same right. thing with exercise or anything you want to be able to improve in. And so I tell people, you know, start with a verse that means something to you, right. A verse that maybe has spoken to you in your life that is relevant, that is meaningful, because when you have a meaningful, personal, uh, emotional connection to a passage, that's going to make it that much easier to memorize. Um, but then it's also something that it just, it's going to flow. It's going to be able to be like something that actually means something to you. For, so for example, I, my first verse I memorized was James one, two through four, when my mom passed away, that was a verse that like, it hit me hard when I was just looking through scripture, looking for something for healing and comfort. I remember finding James one, two through four to count it all joy when, not if, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I realized like, that's exactly what I needed. I was like, this is a trial of various time. My mom has uh, passed away and my brother and sister are turning away from the Lord. And I need that steadfastness. I need that maturity. I need that growth and that trust in the Lord. And so I started simple with, you know, one, two, three verses. Um, and so start there saying, hey, I'm going to do one verse uh, this month, you know, and then you say, okay, I'm going to do another verse, right? But looking at maybe three or four scriptures that, you know, mean something to you that, that has jumped out to you in your life and start there. But also I have, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit later, but I also have 
uh, deck of cards, 52 memory verses every Christian should know. We're talking about John 3.16, for God's soul in the world, John 14.6, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? You know, verses that every one of us should know by heart, and those are great ways to start, where you could do one verse a week uh, and do it in a year, or if you want to do one verse a month, you could do it in four years. So I, I have resources there, but I, I would say start with something that's personal to you. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Let's take a quick break and then uh, let's come back and we'll talk about your power plan. All right. In a world full of questionable content, a wholesome book that uplifts the soul is a precious gift. This is exactly what you'll find in a newly revived classic called Faith Stanby, a story from the time of the French Revolution from the beloved 18th-century children's writer, Charlotte Maria Tucker. Perfect for either yourself to read or for the young adult reader in your life, this gripping tale whisks you back to the 1790s, as Faith Stanby makes a selfless sacrifice, leaving her home in England and crossing over to war-torn France. There, in the midst of violence, hatred, and treachery, Faith's morals and convictions are put to the test. Will she be able to serve her lady faithfully and still maintain her relationship with the Lord? Will she stand up for the truth, despite the threats of a treacherous fellow-servant? Will she escape from the murderous mob of revolutionaries that is pursuing her? And will she have the courage to remain firm in her faith, even at the foot of the guillotine itself? Let faith's bold, unwavering example encourage you and your children to strengthen your own relationship with God. Available in both paperback and ebook formats, go to familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash faith to get your copy today. All right, welcome back. Uh, again, we have Jeremy Kluth with us, and we've been talking about uh, memorizing scripture with power. Um, I've just I've really enjoyed our conversation so far, but uh, now I'd like to talk um, a little bit about uh, at the beginning, I said, you know, memorizing scripture with power. And I said there was a, an acronym, kind of a play on words in the, in the word power there. So what is your uh, power system for memorizing scripture? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, well, and it, good thing is we already kind of talked about it. We talked about <laughs> building a plan and things like that. And yeah, so I, figured right. I, I kind of wait, wait for that. Right. But yeah, the, the power <laughs> system is something that I've, I've developed, um, you know, over the, over the last few years, um, right. you know, kind of like, I've been memorizing for a while, but this was something I put together where it's like, okay, this is something that hopefully anyone can take. And I call it a system, right? Initially, I called it a method. Um, but I realized that method is something that like, you know, that might work for one person, right? Or this might work for another person, right? Oh, I sing it. Or, you know, I do, you know, I do note cards, right? You know, I do hand motions, right? Those are different right. methods. But the good thing is this, is this is a system that you can put any method into it and it works, right? Because it is it is a plan. It is a, a daily thing. It is a thing that you're saying, okay, I'm going to commit to that. So uh, basically, so P is pick, plan, and pray, um, right? We just talked about it, right? The important thing is, right, someone says, oh, I'm going to memorize scripture someday. It most likely is not going to happen, right? Okay, what are you going to memorize? When are you going to memorize it? Uh, who are you going to, you know, who's going to keep you accountable? Where are you going to memorize it, right? You know, right. when you're in the midst of three kids, you know, going crazy for you, trying to get breakfast, and you're like, I'm going to start memorizing scripture. That's probably not the best time to do it, right? No. And so no. I tell people, you know, you start with those scriptures that are personal, um, you know, or look up verses on certain topics, right? Um, and then it's saying, okay, what's the plan, right? Okay, well, I'm most energized 
um, when I am, you know, in the morning, right? Or I'm most energized at two or 3 p.m. when the kids are in school uh, and whatnot. And it's like, I can just, you know, I can do that. Or it's in the evening time, right? So then you pick out the time when you're going to be most successful and when you have the most energy and when you have the least amount of distractions, right? Where you can be, you can be, you can either be alone uh, with limited distractions or, you know, you could do it with your kids, say this is the time to do it, right? But uh, picking a time that works for you every day um, and then to pray and to invite the Holy Spirit, right? When people say, oh, I don't have a good memory. I don't think I can memorize scripture. It's like, do you realize that you have the Holy Spirit who is like your helper and that if you said, hey, Holy Spirit, I want to know more of your word. Can I, I want to have it in my heart. Would you help me? That is a right. prayer that he will answer every single time, right? right but it's the importance right. of saying, this is a spiritual uh, aspect of, of my life. And so I want to invite the Holy Spirit to help me to memorize and also to uh, to uh, to actually in, uh, internalize it, to understand the meaning of it, right? Because you got to be able to understand it before you memorize it. You can actually meditate on it. So that's that's P for that. Um, okay. And then we have uh, O is overcoming excuses, right? Uh, at the end of the day, you know, you might have the plan. You might say, okay, I'm going to memorize, you know, in my room at 7 a.m. I'll memorize for five minutes. But at the end of the day, you could be like, oh, I don't have time. It's boring. You know, you start, you know, it starts getting creeping up on you. And that's when the enemy of our souls would hate for us to really uh, dive into the spiritual discipline. And so I tell people, you know, what is your excuse? What is your why? What is your obstacle? Write that down and take a scripture that can actually combat that. That can actually say, no, this is, the, you know, you know, this is the power that I have that, you know, we can take scripture to combat the lies of the enemy and, and affirm the truth that we are made in the image of God. We are complex uh, creatures that can remember, you know, so, so much. And they're different, you know, and with the time, right? You know, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, right? It's like make the best use of the time because the days are evil, right? So having right. a scripture in mind is so, so important. But then once you get over that hump is you got to work on it daily. Right. Again, it, it, it's a it's a it's a, a spiritual discipline. It's like exercise. It improves as you do it. But having a daily discipline, even just five minutes a day is going to be much more better. It's better to be five minutes consistent for, you know, every single day of the week instead of an hour, you know, once a week or once a month. Right. right? That's just not going to do it. So working on it daily and then to actually express it. Right. You know, you might have listeners are like, well, I think it's boring or I don't you know, I don't think it's fun. And it's like if you're not having fun memorizing scripture you are doing it wrong. If you, That's what I tell people <laughs> on my workshop. If you are not having fun, if you're not enjoying taking up God's word in your heart, I, you got to check your heart. You got to check your motives, right? And so you got to express it, right? Do it in a way that you like it. If you learn best through song, there are many song resources, right? If you're just a good old pen and paper. You say it out loud. You repeat it. Great. If you want to do the memory palace, right? The creative elements of your mind and learning how to spatial awareness, that also works as well. But it's what are the things that you enjoy? The key the key is to pick tools that you enjoy to be able to actually do it. And then R uh, is to review it, right? Because at the end of the day, if you work for, you know, for three months and you, you slave away to, to memorize a short psalm or memorize a whole verse, and then you stop reviewing it, you stop retaining it, and then three months later, you don't have it anymore, like we talked about earlier. It's not a waste of memorizing scripture, but how much more of a joy and treasure and a blessing to continually rehearse those truths in your hearts and have them at those moments, word for word, or as close as you can to be that. Just like right. communion, right? With communion, we have uh, we have it where um, you know once a month or once a week, based on your denomination, you are continually do this in remembrance of me. Why can't we do that with scripture memory? And so I have a plan. I tell people to just really do it where you can you can review it, uh, whether it's weekly or monthly or whatnot. But anyway, that's. I always get carried away with the power system. So I'll stop now. So I'll let you, let you respond, but that's, that's sure, kind sure. of the power system that I teach people. Yeah. 
No, I love that. I love that. I, I like how, you know, I think it's easier to remember the system in, uh, when you have the acronym with it too. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's definitely one of those methods you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I really like that. So in your, in your own personal life, how have you seen the power of, of sharing and living out the scriptures you've memorized? How, how have you seen that have an impact in your life? Well, it's, it's pretty incredible because, you know, the, the, the gifts that God has given me to be able to dramatize scripture, to, to hopefully bring it to life and bring that clarity and power of scripture um, you know, I've really found that it's like something I internalize. And as I talked about, the word does not come back void. And I found like it really, the good thing is the focus is no longer on me. Like people are like, oh, how do you deal with like, you know, you're up there and you're performing. And it's like, actually, no, like the beauty is like every word I'm quoting in scripture. And I love it when someone can set me up, like I don't have to talk. Like I don't have to try to introduce myself. Someone just <laughs> introduces me. I come in the first words I say are scripture and the last words I say are scripture. And what I found is that the Holy Spirit will like literally lead me in different ways every single time I present scripture in, in mm -hmm. you know, so that I'll do the same story or the same right. passage or whatever multiple times. But every single time there's always a nuance, always something different because the Holy Spirit knows who's in the audience and they know they, they, he knows what they need. And so there'll be times where literally Holy Spirit will just leave me to be like, okay, you're going to go on your knees right now. And I've never been on my knees for this particular story. Or you're going to pause just a little bit more to allow them to, to let that sink into the audience of what happened. Um, or, you know, you're going to emphasize something a little bit differently. And I just have found that that, that has just ministered to people in ways that people are saying, you know, you have, you know, I, I had no idea what to expect, or, you know, I had no idea, you know, what the Holy Spirit had for me, but that's exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, you made me see scripture in a way that I've never had, like, I need to go back into that. And so I found that like my, you know, my, you know, joy and, and this love of memorizing scripture for, you know, half my life, I've seen the power of, you know, obviously for me, like I've been able to like, you know, get nuances while I'm studying it. But the impact that it has on people, that it's actually his word for his people, for his purposes. And I'm just the instrument that God gets to use. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's wonderful. So um, now, change gears just a little bit. You mentioned a few moments ago your uh, cards that you have with uh, the verses that every believer should know. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those and where where can our listeners find those? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things that I, I have done. You know, I, I wrote a book and I have a workbook that goes with it. Um, which is great. But I also know that not everyone reads books, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we're just being honest. Right. Uh, and you, especially the teenagers, you know, the younger yeah. generation, they, they don't read books as much. Mm -hmm. um, right. But, you know, the cards were just fun because they, they're technically like flashcards, right? You know, they're, they're kind of like, you know, where people write, you know, write their notes, you know, write their verse, you know, and they memorize or whatever. So it is a verse, but there is every single card, every 52 cards, they have a, some sort of power step or power thought or power action or power quote, uh, basically just tips and tricks of, of how to memorize scripture effectively, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you know, the first one, it says, you know, understand the context, make sure you study the verses around it, right? Then it's like, right. you know, try the first letter method is a power trick, right? You know, do the first right. letter of each mm -hmm. word, right? And so it, and then on the on the flip side, when you actually go to the verse reference, right, there's the verse at first, where it just says John 316, or whatnot, then on the back, it shows the reference. And then it'll give you similar verses. So like if you want to learn more about that specific topic. So I have it arranged in 12 sequential topics, uh, Jesus Christ and salvation, you know, uh, anxiety and fear, uh, you know, prayer, uh, you know, worship, you know, 
these big topic, you know, generosity and money, obedience and love, uh, serving others. And so it's it's these really important topics. And I put them all, there's basically between four to six cards that are specifically on a topic. And so again, you could pick and choose if you wanted to. You, you know, it'd be great. You know, you could do all 52 verses in a, a year, but maybe it's like, man, I'm really struggling with anxiety, really struggling with fear. I'm going to memorize it. You know what? I want to hear God's blessings and I want to be able to have that for myself. So those are what the cards are. They're a great starter for anyone who wants to get memor get started memorizing scripture. Um, so definitely one of my favorite things that I've ever created. Right. And where, where can we find those? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you. for <laughs> So that's Scripture okay. Alive is my website, scripturealive.com. Okay. Uh, and it, it would be uh, forward slash store. So if you go okay. to scripturealive.com uh, slash store, you should be able to find my book, my workbook, right. uh, my cards, um, you know, where you can purchase that. Amazon uh, is all you can find my book as well on Amazon if you like to okay. purchase it there, too. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll uh, definitely have the links for that in the show notes with this episode, too. So, um, but yeah, well, unfortunately, this, we're a little bit almost out of time. So we just have a minute or two left. Um, but uh, kind of final thoughts, wrap up maybe 90 seconds or less. What, what encouragement would you give to someone who's struggling to memorize scripture? Well, I, I, tell, this I tell this to people whenever I have uh, you know, a workshop, right? I say, take your next step you know, go beyond what you think is possible, right? Don't stay stagnant, right? Because that's right. where the enemy would love for you to have it. So even if it is just one verse, um, you know, that you memorize, and then it's like, when you can do one, you can do two, right? right. And so right. I just encourage people to really take just the next step in your scripture memory journey or start your scripture memory journey if you've never done that. And yeah. and be allow yourself to be surprised. A lot, when you bring the Holy Spirit into it uh, and you invite him to be a part of this process, I think you'll be surprised by how much you can not only memorize, but how much of an impact it'll have on your spiritual life. Right. No, amen. Amen. I love that. Well, this is, this is a wonderful uh, topic today, Jeremy. I really appreciate having you here and uh, I've enjoyed the conversation. So I hope our, our listeners will as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we will, we'll definitely probably have you back on here sometime in the future. Does that sound good? Awesome. That sounds great to me. And I appreciate right. the opportunity, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, we hope you'll join us again uh, next time for our next episode. Y'all have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast. I truly hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by the things we've covered today. And I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, or even suggestions for a particular guest or topic that you would like to see featured on a future episode. Feel free to email host at familydiscipleshippodcast.net. And don't forget to follow the show on social media and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss new episodes as they're released. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week. But in the meantime, I pray that the Lord will continue to bless your family as you endeavor to shepherd your children's hearts and cultivate your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. Thank you.